TTB Music Podcast. Whew, that was a long week. <laughs> that, uh, that, that last five minutes was quite revealing. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't have the mics on. <laughs> it was, yeah. That changeover period. That changeover. So, metal. <laughs> we were talking about metal last podcast, I think. We were talking about metal yeah. last podcast. Last podcast. Let's start with some metal. Um, ish. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... Hailstorm Vicious, fourth album from um, the band fronted by Lizzie Hale. Um, I liked this better than our previous metal album. Um, <laughs> um, I guess it helps, listener, if you listen to these two podcasts back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's probably probably because you know it touches things that they're, they're like there's, there's that whole kind of it's kind of part Joan Jett glammy rock bit of pop Pat Benatar thrown in and then occasionally yeah. dips into a bit of Foo Fighters um, gets off to a strong start I think with um, Black Vultures and Skulls particularly uh, Skulls which I really liked uh, that, that'd, be, that'd be going oh yeah this is alright quite, mm. quite, quite, quite like this yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then going to uncomfortable, which has a good, good, good big riff, and then definitely starts going Joan Jetty and in the verse before coming back. Um, then got to Buzz, and I, I, at that point I was thinking, oh yeah, definitely, because I really, really like Buzz. Great, great track, great pop, great pop rock tune, mm. really good. Um, <laughs> to not disturb, which actually had me laughing out loud. Um, it's proper metal sex lyrics. Yes, it's like. They've, it's like you know, it, this, is, this is the thing that I quite enjoyed about this album. It, it, it is an album that has a lot of relationship type stuff, but it, but it's old fashioned metal kind of relationship kind of stuff. Come up to my room, let's have some sex. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but from a lady's point of view, of course. Um, <laughs> and so it starts off really well, and then uh, it kind of goes a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but improved again toward, towards the end. There were two two uh, ballads, which kind of a uh, um, one in the middle, one at the end. The one in the middle, um, heart of Novocaine. Novocaine is an appropriate. <laughs> Thing because it. Thank, <laughs> <sighs> uh, thankfully, thankfully the silence that ends the album is is a much better tune on the uh, ballad front. Um, yeah, I found this a a solid and enjoyable rock rock, rock record. <laughs> Have you written solid and solid and enjoyable? <laughs> a solid rock album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've written rock exclamation rock rock um, and it sounds like modern metal with a great vocalist and a solid album but actually I mean solid in the sort of the good sense. good solid as rather yeah. positive thumbs up solid thumbs up rather, solid rather as than... opposed to sort of the mere solid yeah um, 
I was worried at the start uh, that it was all a bit familiar, or a bit too similar. Um, but actually, I think it hits a really good middle streak. I shall, I shall go into further detail now. Um, I really like scores as well. Um, yeah. And agree with what you're saying. With um, there's there's a string of tracks. Uh, Do not disturb. Yeah, a little bit, little bit of a horny record. Yeah. Um, conflicted. Uh, sort of a post horny record. <laughs> it is, it is carrying on. The, it is ca- kind of carrying on the theme from yeah, "Do Not yeah. Disturb." Strange enough, and, and then "Killing Ourselves to Live." Um, those three tracks in particular are probably my favourites uh, across the album. Um, actually, I found the second half better than you mm. did. I think again, I just found that the variation in the second half, um, once you got past that really good middle street. Um, yeah, vicious is quite interesting. Yeah, track. I like "Painkiller" um, and "Vicious." What I didn't like at all, and you've touched on this, is the ballads. I just thought the album completely went completely off the boil when you got to the ballads. Uh, so Killing Us, uh, not Killing, uh, Heart of Nova Came, which you mentioned, and The Silence at the end. See, I didn't mind The Silence. I thought, I thought, but then again, maybe it's just because I thought Heart of Nova Came was so fucking yeah. awful. I just, I just thought, <laughs> all right, so maybe The Silence was marginally better. Uh, I just found that when, when the guitars dropped and it was ballad time, just no, no, yeah. No, just stick, stick to noise. Stick to the, the loudest upbeat stuff. stuff. The upbeat stuff, the loudest stuff, the sexy stuff, uh, the the sort of the, the warbly ballady stuff d- doesn't really work. So overall, yeah, good album. Moving on, we're moving on to the debut album from a, a three piece f- who got together in Brighton University uh, to. Uh, English girls and uh, a lady from Iceland, I believe, who is a person that provides the vocals, perhaps unsurprisingly, right. in addition to this record. Um, yeah, so Dream Wife, Pete. Well, funny, Dream Wife by Dream Wife. Um, funny, again, that you sort of mentioned, and I know this came up in the last podcast, uh, which we did uh, uh, ages ago. Oh, ages ago. Um, it, it's, uh, it's that sort of there was a very English sensibility in the pop again not the pop much so much this time yeah uh, in the punk this time um, and again it just reflected uh, a lot of the sort of differing styles so yes you had your sort of sort of more modern blistering sort of west coast take on punk uh, but then it really did call back to sort of that sort of pre-new wave era of punk which perhaps got a bit very much more of an English sort of feel to it Hmm. Um, and I, I didn't know the composition of the band, um, so that I think that kind of comes through now that you you sort of told me the composition of the band by nationality, because because yeah, because vocally they don't sound like they don't sound like Brits, no, uh, but clearly they are, um, apart from the vocalist obviously, and um, and it just sort of covered all stops in between, so so um, yeah, I got the whole vibe on this as well, the whole Courtney Love thing. Um, that we've talked about before I got that um, I did get the sort of um, I did get the sort of early 80s um, you know new wave vibe as well absolutely um, of running through this so so yeah it had that sort of sense about it now actually unusually I haven't actually noted down what my favourite track was I, I just kind of I kind of like this I kind of like this album it, it, it was a very quick it is very quick and yeah. easy listen um, and an enjoyable listen I should say so yeah no, I, I think um, yeah good 
Hey, I got. Well, I think, I think first up, yeah, first up, ask this thing. <laughs> yeah. um, it almost sounds like a cross between um, altered images and the hives. Yeah. Um, which is no bad thing, as far as I'm concerned. It's, mm. it's good, two, two good, decent sounds to mix, frankly. Um, I think the album gets off to a cracking start. Um, first four tracks, particularly, uh, I thought were great. Let Me Out is the, is the most punky thing on the album. It's really in, in your face. But then you get to Somebody and Fire, which are both really m- melodic. Um, however, then for me, the album kind of dropped off quite spectacularly um, in the middle um, not quite to mediocrity but not far away from it but, there, but then it kind of picked up for the final two tracks which are um, Spend the Night and F-U-U yeah. um, um, which were kind of back on track and really back in your face yeah, and well. um, bizarrely it also reminded me particularly at the end there with that final track of uh, a band called Be Your Own Pet Whose albums I bought a decade ago, I suppose, um, and made me listen to them again this week. So, when I could have been doing additional listens to a couple of these albums, instead I was listening to my Be Your Own Pet albums. Um, <laughs> and I should say, for anyone that knows who that band are, track Becky. Excellent. Um, moving swiftly on. Although swiftly is hardly the right word to use for Kathleen Washington's oh, God, albums Heaven and Earth. Oh my goodness. Um, so, for those who don't know who Kazmi is, uh, is a jazz saxophonist, second major major studio released. Um, he has played bits on various records before, we've done tours for people before. Uh, a lot of people will know him more recently for doing all the sax bits on Butterfly. Kendrick Lamar's album that he would, uh, another not short record it has to be said um, also got his break arguably uh, back in 2001 playing the uh, iconic sax solo on Ryan Adams's New York New York however this album <laughs> is a it's a double album and then doubled again um, <laughs> because it clocks in at a spectacular two and a half hours Yes, that's two and a half hours, kids. Um, I know this is jazz, you know, but seriously, peaks. I mean, two and a half hours. Um, I should actually mention also that bizarrely, the day after this album came out, the uh, companion forty-minute EP came out for those people that clearly thought two and a half hours wasn't quite enough. That wasn't us. <clears throat> Already, we have alienated most of you listening here are thinking, okay, I'm never ever listening to this record, or even half of this record. Um, And that would be a shame in many ways, because whilst this record is really long, and it is really, really long, the man is a very very talented musician. Um, He's been criticised, bizarrely, uh, in the in the cool jazz fraternity because apparently he's not that good at uh, improvising so obviously a lot of jazz has been like if you go out and tour you want people to be able to go oh yeah just go off and wander apparently he's not good at that however but I'd say he makes up for that by 
clearly being a strong musician, songwriter, and a very good arranger and visualizer. I mean, this album, the first album of the two, um, which bizarrely is Earth rather than Heaven, even though it's called Heaven and Earth, starts off with a uh, a very over-the-top reworking of the um, theme song of the Bruce Lee film Fist of Fury. Um, and it's great. It's just like it has all the kind of pomp and circumstance you'd want from the kind of, kind of thing, but with added jazz. Um, and then that kind of moves straight from that into uh, into connections, uh, which is full of kind of prog rock, jazz rock fusion bits, as well as kind of uh, things. So it's touching, touching all the kind of aspects of modern jazz that you'd want, really. Um, the problem, though, is its length. It's just, just most people are not going to listen to two and a half hours worth of jazz. Um, I have already made a 50-minute album of the two albums, which is of the bits that I, of the tracks that I think are really good. Um, so it, it, when it's good, it's very good, and he is very interesting, and I'm sure this will crop up on end-of-year lists simply because it'll be cool to have it on end-of-year lists. It may even be worth being on an NVA list, but most people are not going to listen to it. And they're probably not going to listen to it even when it's on NVA lists, unless they're already people that are happy listening to two and a half hours of jazz at the time. This album is so going to be on NVA lists, isn't it? <laughs> it just has NVA lists written all over it. Um, oh, could you lend me that 50 minute edit <laughs> you've made, please, so I can finish this? Uh, yeah, basically, everything Scott just said, this album is very long. It's jazz. If you listen to half of it, you're doing well. And the Star Trekky bits in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Star, yeah. Star Trekky bits. There's, there's like, there's like sort of seventies Las Vegas casino gangster sort of yeah nights in it somewhere as well. There's Rat Pack in there in the background. Um, you know, there's lots going on. There's lots going on. It's very. It's very evocative. Um, it sort of create. It's it, if you were talking about it as a film, you'd say it was world building. You know, um, very good. It, yeah, it, yeah. It feel as as it, it builds. It builds environments. It builds places where where this sort of music happens, and you can sort of. It, it does put you right there. It, it's just one hell of a listen. So you want to have a listen? That that would look good on the on the side yeah, of the CD, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they cut that quote <laughs> yeah. at the end and said, "One hell of a listen," and that's why it would make all those lists. Yeah, but I, I meant it more of an endurance. <laughs> yeah. Look out for this coming back up in our end of year lists. <laughs> I might just put it in there somewhere for a laugh. Uh, I might have finished it by then. I'm the EP. Now, of course, um, three and a half hours of jazz. This is what <laughs> Pete. We're moving on. We're moving Sorry. on. We're moving on to uh, <laughs> the next uh, genre: footwork. Oh yeah, footwork. RP Boo. Yeah. So tell me about tell me about your footwork, Pete. So I can't. I, right. So um, RP Boo's. I'll tell you what I want is. Um, as you have, if you have enlightened me, is R.P. Boo is an originator of the footwear genre. Yes, yes. Which I just heard about this evening. Um, 
that fact and the fact of the football genre, which I'll, I will confess, I was also. Uh, it's been around since the nineties. You're telling me. Uh, not apparently familiar with. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah, early nineties as well. Um, so this album, a, uh, a very varied um, and curious mix of beats, bass, yeah, and spoken word. And I've put spoken. I've said spoken word rather than rap. I mean, yeah, rap. Um, it's well, there was kind of some rapping. Yeah, but it's kind of more kind of that sort of sampled spoken word. Yeah. You know, if you ask me to distinguish between the two, let's be here another half an hour. Um, but the bass, there's a lot of bass. A lot of bass. There's a lot of bass. There's also, there's also a lot, lot, lot of, lot of uh, very, very high-end tinny snare yeah. drums. But I didn't mind the bass. The tinny snare drums, yeah, I'll take or leave. But the ba- I actually found the bass quite great. Um, so, uh, second half, again, much more varied, I think, uh, in yes, terms of, um, definitely. yeah, I found, I found, I found the first half a little bit. Okay, here we go. Um, so, and the second half, interestingly, had more vocals in it, more samples in it. And bit Stevie Wonder going on. Yeah, it, yeah point. exactly. Yeah. So, so it had that, um, and, uh, it, it just, it just felt that there was more, more to engage with in the second half, um, and, but that bass continues, and I love that bass. Um, so, I mean, overall, <laughs> I was going to say solid album, perhaps not the good solid, just the, the solid solid. Uh, but I mean, there are a few tracks on here I did like, um, and and the "You Belong to Me," um, followed by is it <sighs> "Wicked Boo"? Wicked Boo, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, a lot. A lot of deep bass and some proper EDM to close out with as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I, 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 I wasn't getting on very well with the start of the album. Yeah. Um, oh, there's lots of random disparate things not seeming to really and, and, gel. For me. And obviously Bounty sort of pulling, pulling one way or another by Blondie. Absolutely, well. yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the highlights for me, in fact, I made a note of that. Um, yeah, uh, the kind of tinny electric snare beats and uh, stuff at the start. I was thinking, hmm, hmm this is interesting in the fact that there's lots of stuff not really going anywhere. And I was kind of wondering what the audience was when I was first listening to it. I was thinking, I can't imagine anyone dancing to this. You and me, Scott, we're the audience. Yeah, I can't, and, uh, and I don't particularly want to be listening to it. Uh, and then you get to the second part of the album that, that as you say, kind of, kind of comes slightly more alive, slightly more structured, slightly more focused. Um, actually, pretty much from Bounty on, when 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 he was talking about the one way or another thing, the mm. uh, the throwaway lyrical nod to that. Yeah. Um, and that's full of dub style bass. Yeah. Um, and from then on, it it is it is a much more engaging and enjoyable re- record because it's because while you still have the uh some of the endless re- repetitivity that's prevalent 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 in the earlier part of the album it's suddenly now more interesting and there's something else attached to it rather than just you thinking oh my god this beat's just carrying on nothing's actually happening shoot me now <laughs> i never thought that but um, <laughs> we got that far <laughs> However, I, as I mentioned earlier on, 
I would be hard pushed to to uh, say this was a this was footwork genre, although him being the originator of it, then presumably it is. But I'd be even harder pushed to identify footwork genre in the future if I was here over the head with it. To be honest. <laughs> Blistering commentary there. We finish with uh, Laura Marley and uh, Mike Lindsay, uh, who uh, joined together for Lump. Uh, debut album, Stroke EP again. It's kind of a bit like anything. It's an album, but really it's more of an EP. Just kind of a slightly longer EP. Um, be quick, because the pub's calling and... Really, toilets calling and oh, okay. various things calling, but I thought, yeah. no, it's, it's, this is not. This is not. If you, it's, not, if you, like, if it's you, not because we've been sat here for an hour doing no. two podcasts or anything. No, no, no. no of course no, not. Because that was last no. week. Yeah, yeah. It's not a huge divergence in sound for Marlin. If you're if you're already a fave with Laura Marlin's output, um, although I think the way this album came came about is it's mostly her her lyric lyrically and him musically. Um, I like the kind of sparsity of the record. Yeah. Um, no, you mean? Because whilst you whilst you've still got that uh, thing we've got had from Laura Marlin's solo albums in the last couple of albums of hers, which that kind of blend of um, English folk and seventies West Coast American kind of music, that's still there for me on this on this record. But it's cut down, and you've got you've got a whole album of based around very simplistic riffs, whether it's on the guitar or keyboards, but that kind of just turn into something beautiful through the delivery and the way the, way the songs are constructed. So um, I think half this record is stunning um, and the other half is all right. Um, Late to Flight uh, opening track, uh, uh, May I Be the Light uh, particularly, uh, and Curse the Contemporary, which is the fourth track. I think they're all just outstanding tracks. I just adore them all. Um, particularly the uh, simplistic guitar riff on uh, the late to, late to Flight. Just, mm. just Again, it's, it's one of those repetitive things, but it's kind of almost hypnotic repetitive. Um, and also has the best last track on an album ever, which is basically we're going to do the credits of the album <laughs> as a song. <laughs> so Laura Marlin's telling you who Laura Marlin is, yeah. who Mike Lindsay is, yeah. what they play, what they played, what they yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. who who else was on the album. So I just thought, you know what. I kind of like that. I kind of, I kind of get the joke because, in this age when most music is available digitally, you no longer have the little booklet. Yeah, now they have the line notes, notes yeah. or whatever, yeah. telling you who does what. I, I, I find it a little bit pretentious to be honest, but hey, <laughs> if, if you enjoyed it, so yeah, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, late to flight. Um, Rolling Thunder, I really enjoyed. Rolling Thunder's good as well. Really yeah. enjoyed Rolling Thunder. It was probably my favourite track on the album. Sort of midway through, followed by Curse of the Contemporary as well. Um, for me, this felt very much m more of a Laura Marling with rather than a Laura Marling collaborates and 
if you know what I mean. Yeah. This felt very much, if you're a Laura Marling fan, uh, this is the latest album from Laura Marling. Yes, I, I, agree, uh, I definitely agree with that. Know, yeah. It, it, rather than, rather than. Um, it doesn't. It, does, it would not feel out of place as if it had been released under her name. Yeah. If it had just been her, yeah. and she'd released it as an EP, and hadn't told us at the end who was playing on it, we would have known nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, unless we bothered to look uh, at the non-existent sleeve notes. Um, so, so for me, it felt very much like the latest from Laura Marling, but. But yeah, again, you know, uh, hey, artists do sing things that are sometimes a little bit different, a little bit interesting, and they want to separate that. So, 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 yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable EP slash album. Well, let's not get into that debate again. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, overall, 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 we didn't over, do this last time. <laughs> over, overall, this podcast, please. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Uh, uh, my, my my album of this podcast. Oh Pete, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, my album this podcast is quite difficult. Actually, yeah. um, hmm, hmm. Um, <sighs> I would pos- I would probably go. I'm, I'm just thinking what what. It's tough, isn't it? This one. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably go with lump actually. Yeah, but it it's it's not a straightforward decision. No. Usually, usually it's like definitely one or yeah, or no. other album. On this on this one, apart from RP Boo, which I, which is not something that that I'm going to just stick on every now and, now, now and again. Most of these things I can I can imagine listening to again. So, yeah, actually, quite difficult. I kind of know what you mean. I, I mean, I've, if it wasn't lump for me, it'd be a a, a, a vote between Hailstorm and Dreamwife. Probably Dreamwife. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if those people like listen those to people them, that were counting, yeah, and for those people that missed the last podcast, they clearly the album was the album of the podcast was that we both agreed was Camelot, uh, the Shadow Theory. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. really wasn't. Okay, no, it wasn't. For me, for me, it was somewhere between Nin and Sophie. Uh, <sighs> or Let's See Grandma. I quite like Let's See Grandma. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's a tough one. You went on Northern, we should yeah. have just left that one buried, shouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Let's see, Grandma. Let's see, Grandma. Right, okay. So it was Astral Drive. Yeah, all right. 